from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods of moving and storage studios, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Ken Coleman Show, talking about work and careers as my co-host today. We're taking your calls at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Allison is with us in Seattle. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. What's up? Um, I just have a question for you. Um, a long, I'm a longtime listener. We've listened for about 10 years. And... I just am curious about your own personal story. When you went through bankruptcy, it seems like, if I understand correctly, you became a millionaire pretty quickly after that, or if I'm incorrect, maybe I'm incorrect on that, but I just am wondering how, how did you do that? It just, it seems so slow to pay off our mortgage. And so I'm a little bit discouraged. Like I see all these young kids on YouTube, you know, doing all of these, I don't know, investment type things where they're built like buying duplexes, living in half of it. You know, I forget what that's called, but Stupid. I'm just curious. It just seems so slow. Okay. Uh, no, it was about 10 years for us. 10 years. Um, uh, we filed bankruptcy in 1988. It was probably about 98 or even the year 2000, somewhere in there before we hit a million dollar net worth. I guess I've never gone back and looked at it, but it's somewhere like that. It was not wasn't that fast. Uh, what do you make? What's your household income? About 105000 Okay. And uh, how has that increased over the last 10 years? Quite, quite, a, quite a bit. I mean, okay. my husband, I think he started around 65 maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so well. you, you have just your home left to pay off? Yeah. It's, it's probably worth market value right around 700 and we owe about 99 on it. Okay. All right. But we, we don't have any intention of selling it, so. Yeah, I didn't want you to sell it. I just was asking what was going on. Okay, so you got a you got a seven hundred thousand uh, dollar, you know, piece of net worth there, and you've also got surely you've been saving for uh, retirement through that time, right? Yeah, we we do the fifteen percent in the four hundred one k and Roth IRAs. Yeah, and how much is in there? I don't know. I haven't checked that for a while. Oh, roughly. Uh, maybe, t- maybe 200, 150, 200. So maybe you're a millionaire and you just made a hundred grand max. That's pretty good. Uh, well, I don't know about, I don't know. About that. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're, if you did, if you have $250,000 in your 401ks and you have a $750,000 equity in your house, that's a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah. Let's assume that you have a fast forward button because I'm hearing some angst here. I'm just curious. If you fast forward, I think you've been watching crap, get rich quick stuff on the internet, and you thought there was Mm -hmm. an easier way to do it than you've been doing it. With the income you've had, you've done an amazing job. What do you want on the other side of this? What's on the other side of paying the house off? Let's assume you've done that. What What do you want? Mm hmm. You know, I really don't know. I've kind of asked myself that question as well. I just, I think, I think I come from a long line of, on both sides of my family, 
elderly grandparents and great grandparents dying without, with nothing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'd like to have a better quality of life when I'm older, I guess. You're already Um, on your way in a spectacular fashion. You're, You're not dying with nothing. Yeah. How old are you and your husband? Yeah. I'm 44. He's 46. Yeah. What does he do for a living? He's an electrician. Yeah, he's already increased his income. Does he work for himself now? No. No, he works for a utility company. Yeah, but he's still a young man. And, you know, he, a natural progression for him to be to, to start his own company and become a millionaire just in that business alone, plus what Dave's already laid out for you guys. I just think this is so fear-based that you yeah. haven't been able to look at your own life and your own reality and see how good you're doing. Yeah. One-third of the people that we studied that became millionaires did so on six-figure income or less. And that's you. Wow. That's you. Wow. Okay. So far, mm-hmm. I mean, you just now got over 100, right? Right. Just, just in the last year. Yeah. And so you did everything to this point that you've done on less than $100,000 a year. And you told me the house is worth what? Right right around seven hundred. dollars Okay, and you owe one hundred, dollars So that's a $600,000 equity. I said seven hundred. dollars I was wrong, okay? So you have a $600,000 yeah. equity. And if you've got two dollars mm-hmm. $250,000 in your 401ks and Roth IRAs, mm-hmm. which you need to go look up tonight. Y'all need to sit down and talk about this. Because yeah. you're, you're stewing about this and don't even know the numbers. Yeah, that that because sometimes just knowing the numbers will relax you. So here's the thing: mm-hmm. Let, let's pretend that you got um, uh, three hundred thousand in there. That's nine hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Okay, very mm-hmm. close to a million. You follow me? Six hundred on the house plus three in the other. Very close to a millionaire yeah. at forty four years old. That's a long way from dying old and broke. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, John Deloney talks about f- when you're running into these emotional things and you're, you're running the, uh, the catastrophes over and over in your head, that facts are your friends. They'll, they'll kick the drama queen out of your brain. Facts, mm-hmm. will, facts will do that. So sit down and look at the facts because here's a fact. Okay. Let's say mm-hmm. that, uh, your net worth grows at an average of 10% a year because you're invested in good mutual funds and real estate does well in the Seattle market, which it traditionally has done for the last 30 years. Okay. Now mm-hmm. Seattle could screw it up and, you know, cause it to fall in on itself. Like some of these other cities have done, but let's just assume that Seattle continues to be a boom town. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if that happens, your million dollars is going to double every seven years. So you're 44 at 51. It's going to be 2 million at, um, at 58, it's going to be 4 million. At 65, it's going to be $8 million, and that's if you add nothing to it. See what I mean Based by facts? real estate numbers? Yeah. Facts are your friends. That's if things go up 10% a year. If you've got your mutual funds and your, and your real estate goes up 10% a year. Now, it may or may not go up that much. It may be a little bit less, but I'm not that far off. My point is not is that, you know, it's going to double. If it doesn't double every seven years, it's going to double every eight years you know whatever it is it's still going to be pretty close and that's without adding anything to it and you're going to continue to add to it so you're you know you your chances of becoming your relative that died broke is close to zero i mean you're doing so good way to go allison 
go get you a mirror and pat yourself on the back. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Hey, thank you to all of you that have recently joined us. Uh, our ratings and our rankings and all the different ways we measure success on the show are all up, meaning there's more of you out there than there was last month and a lot more than there was the month before. Thank you very much. And those of you that told your friends and neighbors to come visit, thank you. And we're going to ask you continue to do it. Uh, there's three ways you can help us because we do not spend a bazillion dollars. We don't spend $300 million a year on uh, marketing. Like uh, we don't have our own stadium. Like, so I, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, I got allergies. Um, but the, uh, you know, we don't have a big football stadium named after us. So you got to help us. All right. So what do you do? Well, you can subscribe if you're a YouTuber, a podcast follower, right? Uh, you can tell people about the show if you're watching it or listening to it on radio. You can tell people about it if you're a YouTuber. Digital by sharing it. They've got a sharing mechanism. You can send the link out and go listen to us. Yeah, do all that. And leave a five-star review. That helps. It pushes the pushes the show forward in some of the algorithms and causes people to see it that might not see it otherwise. Uh, and, you know, if you want to leave a one-star review, you got the wrong show because Mama said don't do anything. If, don't, don't say anything if you ain't anything nice to say. So just, you know, go somewhere else if you don't like the show. But uh, but leave us a five-star. Subscribe. Follow. Uh share all of those things it's a big help we really appreciate it daniel's with us in huntsville alabama hi daniel welcome to the ramsey show hi dave rachel it's great to be on yeah good to have you how can we help well so uh got kind of a conundrum at our house um i've accepted a new job about eight hours away um and uh, i start this monday um i left my previous job 
about two weeks ago. So we had a two week period there of just kind of being home and together and getting the house kind of set up. And, uh, my plan is that I'm going to be leaving this weekend, heading to the new job, uh, using her, uh, my wife's brother's uh, spare room for a couple weeks and then looking for a place to rent, uh, while we're in, uh, and letting them stay here and finish, uh, school year and stuff like that. Um, but there's some apprehension, uh, from my wife about, about the move. And, uh, she's, she's kind of feeling like we're really set up well here and, um, not wanting to move the kids and worried about, uh, interest rates and stuff like that for the purchase of a new home. I'm a little bit confused. Why didn't we discuss all this before you took the freaking job? Well, you know, we, we kind of did, uh, uh, it seemed like a good idea at the time. At the time, and I, it's for me, it's a promotion, um, it's a pay raise, it's a bonus increase, and it's actually moving uh, back home for us uh, to to an area that we're from. So there's lots of family around and everything. Um, and the the kids are actually seem to be pretty pretty excited about it. Or at least my my son, who's six years old, he, he's excited to go be near all his little cousins. Um, is her, is her, Daniel, is her biggest, uh, what, what is her number one reason? Is it the kids? Is it interest rates? Cause all of this can be fixed or, or does she have a life in Huntsville that she loves and she doesn't want to leave? Uh, there's not a life in Huntsville that, that, that we're in love with. Um, she likes kids school that they go to and we send them to a private school here. Um, she's uncertain about schools in the area that we're going to, um, which, but they're schools that we went to and. And came from uh, again i don't understand why y'all didn't discuss this before I think none, of, none of that has changed you did, did you take this job and half talk to her well no i mean like we, we we talked about it i um you know i tried to paint the picture of once i got the job offer so i went to the interview and once i got the job offer with the raise and the bonus um of what we could do because we could we're going to, uh, we have a lot of equity in our, I mean, but she didn't raise these concerns then. Not, not exactly. No. Uh, or at least she says that I didn't listen, won't listen to him. Um, does that, that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. (laughs) Like you bulldozed this and now you're paying for it. Did I miss something? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Oh, Daniel. Oh, no, man. Okay. Well, you got, I mean, you start Monday, so you're going to have to make some, you're gonna have to make some decisions. You guys are going to have to have a come to Jesus meeting and, and you have to lay out, I mean, she needs to lay out all of her concerns where she's frustrated with you. If you didn't really listen to that and own that, um, you guys look at the schools, do re- like, like get as much information as possible because interest rates, I mean, whatever rent for a year and no, we just hadn't, yeah, interest rates. I wouldn't do that. I, there's school, there's schools everywhere. I understand people love their school. I love where our kids are, but if you had to move for a job, there's great schools in every city that you can find, right? Like, I mean, for the most part, yeah, so yeah. all of that can be overcome. Well, my, my issue though, Daniel, is that, 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 um, the problems that she's bringing up can be solvable, but I think she's probably thinking, "Holy crap! You just went and did all of this, and I and I may not I may not be on board." Yeah. Um, how How old are you guys? Uh, uh, thirty four, thirty five. Okay, so you've been married what ten years? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Okay, 
Yeah, my, my wife. We've been married forty years, and my wife says we've had thirty-three good years of marriage. Um, <laughs> and she's referring to the first seven when her voice didn't get heard. That's how I recognize this stuff so quickly because I'm you many years ago. Okay, and um, it, and and so one of the, the here's the skills that Sharon and I had to learn. Number one, I had to slow down and listen. Proverbs thirty-one says. Who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her and he will have no lack of gain. I used to do a lot of what you did here, which is half listen, half let her talk. And then I go and did what I wanted to do. And that's what you did. And so you need to own that. She also needs to own the fact that she was being too freaking timid and she needs to freaking speak up. I mean, she, you know, me, 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 me. she may and, have, Hey, well, no, no well, you no. don't know. You, I, I, no, I'm I, listen. You are. I don't know. I I'm, wouldn't put that on her. I, I'm putting it on both of them. I am Their too, communication but. style sucks. Okay. You all did not talk up through a major life thing where both of you were heard because she didn't speak loud enough and you didn't shut up long enough. And those, both of the, both of you got to work on that. And if you don't, I mean, Sharon and I had to work on it. It took us a long time. And, uh, we're now we loudly communicate and often. So, uh, but the, uh, you know, it's a good hillbilly fight sometimes, but at least we both get heard. And I have a rule. I do not move forward on major decisions of any kind, especially financial decisions without Sharon completely looking at me and saying, okay, I'm heard. I, I, I have some concerns. I've talked about them, but I think we need to go ahead. I hear what you're saying. And we come to total agreement both having voiced our thing and done okay, this. so what does he do? Starts yeah, on so Monday. I think, you, I think you go back and you apologize, but you need to own what you did here. She needs to own and then say, okay, now, what do you want to do? Do you want me to go in and quit the job that I've accepted? Or do you want to make the move? And if the move goes bad and it's horrible, then we can make another move if we have to. That would actually yeah. be my suggestion is remember that this is maybe not forever. Uh, it feels like to her it's absolute and there's no going back and she's well, stuck. especially since family's there and yeah. everything it's like you're about to go plant roots is what it you know what it kind of feels like but well, giving her the well, dignity of the option of like hey if this goes bad and we're not enjoying it and give it a year we'll come back or we'll go another place yeah yeah but yeah you got to own the fact you didn't listen and she needs to own the fact she didn't speak up and then y'all got to decide what you're going to do before monday don't wander off up there while this is in a fog this is not going to go well you need clarity yeah before you do this especially and moving yeah. my suggestion would be that both of you own your part in this horrible communication plan you have and address that for the future and go ahead and take the job and i suggest she goes along with that with the caveat that we could leave in a year if it doesn't work that's what I would do. So, but you're going to have to give her an out, man. You didn't get you didn't listen. This is the Ramsey show.
John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show as a podcast on the Ramsey Networks. Make sure you check that out. He's my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Angel's with us in Des Moines. Hi, Angel. How are you? Hi. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? <laughs> um. So um, I love your plan, by the way. I, I don't have Financial Peace University, but I have been following the steps. Um, I started in September, um, and I got my... Um, thousand dollar emergency fund and i've actually been able to pay twenty five thousand dollars off in the last eight months of debt way to go that's awesome angel yes yes um ten thousand of it was um a gift my grandpa passed away Mm. and he left each of his grandkids ten thousand dollars and i decided though even though it wasn't fun and it wasn't something super meaningful i decided to put just throw all that at my debt Cool. And I knew my grandpa. My grandpa hated debt, so he, he's he, he's, smi- he's smiling. Then, yes, how can we help yes. today? Um, yeah. So my uh, my car is paid off. I drive a Acadia, and we still have a little bit of my husband's truck loan. So we only have one car payment. Um, I'm about ready to pay off my last credit card, and then we have a small personal loan and the rest of my husband's truck. And unfortunately, this past Sunday, we got caught in a hailstorm, and it really banged up my car. Um, my windshields cracked, shattered, and tons of hail damage. And so we've taken it to the adjuster and to um, insurance and all that. And we haven't actually heard back yet, but he wants me to get a new car. Who? The and, adjuster? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to say my husband. <laughs> my husband... Oh. My husband. Well, you're going to have to get another car, probably, aren't you? Well, no, it's drivable. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, you I think mean, you think the hail's totaled it because it was crappy anyway, he, right? So, well, it's not crappy. It's a 2014. I mean, it's okay. A, what's it's it worth? To, I'm honestly, I'm not exactly sure. Well, you need I, to find out before you start negotiating I mean, with an adjuster. Right, right. I'm thinking it's probably before the hail damage was worth about ten thousand. Okay, if they total um, it, then they're going to give you a check for ten thousand. Why would you need a loan? They will. Well, because this is the thing. My husband, my next car, he wants it to be like a Tahoe or you know something. We have three kids. Yeah, but and you're I broke and getting out of debt. Where did he? I, I thought. Know. So right. now I understand why you said I paid off all the debt. I did this. Yes, I okay, did that. Because yes. he's sitting on the sidelines, not involved in this plan. Yes, he's trying. No, he's, he's not. No, he's not. Thing. He's a whiner. <laughs> he just likes nice things. No, and we all like, nice, like nice things, but only when I can afford them. That's the I difference know, in a child and a grown-up. Yes, yes. And you've so, been yeah, defending that's... him for a long time, haven't you? Well, and here's like yes. I don't want to put all the faults on him because I use. I mean, the, I'm part of the reason we've been in credit card debt. Like, but you're the only reason you're getting out. Tr- that's the truth. Like, okay. I I put my foot down in September. I last September I turned. Yeah. You remember that I foot you put down? You remember that when you yeah. remember that time when you put your foot down? Yeah. Okay. You need to use that yeah. exact same motion again. Yeah. We're not taking out a loan to get a Tahoe. Yeah. And here's another one when you put your foot down. You and I 
are going to sit down and get on the same page on money. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drag you. I'm not your mother. I need right. a man walking beside me, not a little boy who wants to buy things he can't afford. I've got to have some teamwork going here. I feel like I'm dragging you around behind the car. Yeah. That's your other foot going down. Mm-hmm. And if you guys can't yeah. get on the same page, spend a little money on some marriage counseling. Yeah. Because here's I, my I promise. Mean, if you're not on the same mm-hmm. page here, there are other things in your house that you're not on the same page for. True or false? Um, true. 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 Guaranteed. True. Yeah. yeah. So the, yeah. The, the thing is this. When you can agree on your money, you've agreed on your life. That's how John knows that. Because your yeah. money always flows away from your fears and towards your dreams. Mm-hmm. And so you have to agree on your dreams and agree on your fears and agree on a process that the principles of money that are going to get us there, the principle. And so, you know, the, when we're not in agreement on those things, then, you know, we're not in agreement on hardly anything. It, it comes, it shows because the money disagreement shows up in all the other conversations. Right. So yeah. and listen, your marriage is going to get like 5 million times better. When you guys are yeah. in agreement on what you're doing with money, because yeah. it's going to, it's going to filter into all these other areas. And I don't buy the argument for one single second that just because you have three kids means you have to buy a land tank. By the way, I no. love Tahoes. I love them. They're incredible cars. I, you cannot I afford one. <laughs> you can't afford one. Well, if you can find one for 10,000, that's okay. Right. Or right. if you want to be a gangster, honestly, drive your car that's drivable, that looks ridiculous and looks awful, drive it around yeah. until you've paid off your debts. Well, this is what I was wanting to do. And you tell me if it's, if you think it's good, an idea, but obviously I need a new windshield. But other than that, the dents are just like cosmetic. I would like to take whatever money we get from insurance, whether it's totaled or just uh, um, whatever it needs to get fixed. I want to take... After I buy a windshield, I just want to take that money and throw it at our debt. What? What? How much debt have you got left? Um. So, like, I I have two thousand dollars left, and with my snowballing, I I will be able to pay that two thousand dollar credit card off this month. Okay, so not not counting this. Okay, how much other debt have you got? How much is all on your truck? Truck is fifteen. Mm. Oh no 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 no! That was what it was in September. Truck is twelve. And then um, our personal loan, which this is this has been years and years of us going into debt and then getting out of debt. So this personal loan was through our bank to help us pay off debt. And so we said we'd never get How much? credit card. It's 12. Okay, so you got 12 on the truck, 12 on that, and you're getting 10. What's your household income? Yes. Household income, I'm self-employed. I, I'm a... I own a salon, so mine. What's your household income? <laughs> Sorry, it's it's between eight thousand to ten thousand a month, give or take. His is con- consistent. Okay. Mine is a little different. So, All right. full stop. If you are, if you two were actually on the same page, mm-hmm. you could drive this beat up car for just a couple of few months. By mm-hmm. cri- before Christmas, you would be a hundred percent debt free, and then you would yeah. save up and buy a better car before Christmas. But you got to be on the same page for that to occur, and yeah. you, you, the your momentum, the speed at which you're doing this is slowed down by your lack of agreement. I think so. Oh, yeah. I know so. It's what I do. One hundred percent. 
Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys can sit down and get on the same page, I'm with John. I'd go gangster. But if you're going to have to drag him down the street with this thing, I'm probably going to go ahead and get a car because it's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. But if you can go gangster for four months and you guys get on beans and rice, you can, with $10,000 towards your $24,000 worth of debt, uh, that only leaves 14. You make eight a month. We're going to knock that out really fast. Yeah. But you're going to have right. to be on the same page and say, we're not going out to eat. And you have been, we're not going on vacation. And he has one planned this summer and so <laughs> on. And he can't buy you a Tahoe at Christmas and think he's doing you a favor with a loan. Right. Ever again. No more. We're done. So yeah, if you guys can get on the same page, that would be what we would do at the Ramsey house. But the the point being all of this other stuff's going to fall in line, the, all this money stuff and all this debt stuff, and, and it's going to march right down the street really, really fast once the two of you are on the same page. But you're pulling against each other right now. You're using all your energy doing that. And uh, you really need to sit down and do this. So I'm going to give you Financial Peace University. The only thing that is required if I give it to you for free is you have to make him go through it with you. And I'll convince him. Because it's what I've done for 10 million people. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jake is in Atlanta. Hi, Jake. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Sure. What's up? Uh, so my wife and I are celebrating. She just got accepted into uh, grad school for her doctorate of physical therapy yesterday. Wow. Um, However, yeah, we're super excited. However, we are also not sure how to go about paying for this. We are debt-free. We've been debt-free for the past three years, um, and we do not want to take out student loans, but that's looking like our only option. Not not entirely sure how to get her through grad school on a single income. What, uh, uh, okay, I, I know what a master's in PT allows you to do PT, what does a PhD give you that the master's doesn't give you as far as career opportunities? Uh, so <laughs> that's a great question. Uh, from my understanding, it she'd be able to run her own practice and prescribe uh, medicine and you know stuff like that. I think she can run her own practice yeah. otherwise, but she probably can't prescribe medicine without a supervising okay. physician. Yeah, I don't think there's anything that keeps you from running a practice. But the actual prescription, yeah, no doubt about that. Okay. How much is it going to cost this particular school? Uh, I think the estimated cost is about 100000 It's a two-year accelerated program. Okay. And she been trying to get into this one, or she been applying to multiple, and this is the one that said yes? That's right. She's applied to multiple, and this is the only one that said yes. Okay. Uh, Dave, I... I my advice on this is, is I'd be patient until I until I save the money up. 
and I would be looking to get into uh, other programs. If this is even a reality, I'll be honest with you. I don't know the going rate. I don't know what what a what a, uh, uh, a low, medium, high prices on physical therapy doctorates. Uh, but nobody cares. No one, not one patient, will ever care where she gets her doctorate. That's the first thing I'd say. Nor will they care if she has a. Doctorate. Even if she has it, if you want to run the practice, uh, I but I know you. If I go to a PT and I have, yeah. I have never once asked whether they had a doctorate or whether they had a master. <laughs> nobody does. They're a PT. It's what they do. Yeah. So I'd be patient. I would be patient and save up the money, and I sure would like to find a place where I could go for sixty again, if that's realistic, because nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, so there's two categories that we pursue something like this two buckets that cause us to pursue something like this jake and we're leaning heavily on one of them Mm -hmm. in this discussion bucket number one when you pursue a degree or an advanced degree of some kind like this we're looking for what does that open up for you as extra income potential or uh, opportunities in the marketplace that you wouldn't have without it okay in other words it's Mm -hmm. permission to play at a different level okay and uh the point we're making here is other than the writing of prescriptions unless i don't know what i'm talking about and i probably don't actually but uh other than the writing of prescriptions i've been a patient to a pt but i'm not been in a pt program and i've worked with a lot of pts paying off their student loans over the years and so um so so i'm not sure this adds a hundred thousand dollars in marketplace value to her career that's my point in that bucket. The other bucket that is also a valid bucket is the pursuit of knowledge and the uh, academic pride of getting a PhD. And that is a valid thing to want to go get that. Okay. You follow me? Mm-hmm. So none of the, yeah. none of the, in, in none of these discussions are we trying to be a dream killer, but, um, uh, uh, you guys need to sit down and talk about since you don't have the money to do this it needs to have marketplace value more than academic pride value academic pride value would be called a luxury to go get a phd in something that doesn't change my life okay um that fall, so whatever portion of this that falls into that is the luxury portion the other portion is yeah there's legitimate opportunities i can expand my practice i can do things i can't do and i can make more money because i have this and those are the two things you need to look at and mm-hmm. compare and talk through and then we've got to figure out a way to pay cash for it or i'm not doing it but what happens and it happens in the medical field more often probably than it does in other fields is there is this pride there is a prestige that goes with uh i'm an md i'm not a nurse and uh they're taught that in the medical school right i mean so there's a pride uh, uh, uh it's a pecking order thing right that goes with it and the phd versus the lowly master's degreed um but it, 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 other than bragging rights, it needs to have some economic value. It does. And, and Jake, if you've not seen our amazing documentary, Borrowed Future, I really would like for you and your wife to watch it. And if nothing else, to specifically watch the testimony of the dentist in that. And, and that, that will just 
he went in over a million dollars. We're talking about a hundred thousand here, but it is not worth it. Yeah. And I think Dave laid this out beautifully, Jake. This is a need versus a want. If it is an absolute need, then it is worth the wait. If it is a want, and yeah. it has no redeeming value beyond just the prestige piece, then it's it, absolutely you must wait. Is there a health organization that desires to have a PhD PT working on their team that would pay for this? Now, that's a great point, and I think that's right, because we're, we're in an environment right now, if the job market's right in a certain yeah. part of the country, they go, you know what, you're I'll, bright. I'll move my license over there and work for you guys, yes. and you pay for my PhD. Yeah, I like that. I like that approach. I would do that one uh, in a heartbeat for either bucket, Yeah, just because you want a PhD. That's yeah. fine. Somebody else is paying for it. It's, yeah, yeah, you that's want right. one, that's right. get it. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, so, guys, um, what has happened with the student loan debacle 1.7 trillion dollars mm -hmm. 44 million americans uh having their lives altered mm -hmm. and higher education's expense rate going through the roof and this false worship at the altar of a degree now again i'm not aiming at jake's wife on this that's right just making a general statement now as a follow-up mm -hmm. uh but but th this instead of saying current knowledge is the currency now degrees are the currency and then we got over into the land of any old degree and pay any amount to get any old degree now we really got into a stupid zone and what the it what it started out being was to expand your mind and your view of the world yes so you would read english literature mm -hmm. which does not have marketplace value does not does not change your income if you've read english literature but it does change your brain's ability to work it does change your critical thinking skills uh your vocabulary does that it opens doors for you all of those kinds of things method of speaking all, all of these kind of, oh, that's an educated person that that is there's a reality to those things but we got so far over there that now there's a bunch of us old rednecks that are going look it's got to pay for itself or we're not doing it so you got to get a degree that's actually usable and that you see a measured change in your income that is obvious that that is a reasonable change in your income versus what you paid for it an roi that's right because here's the reality, and you'll see it in this documentary, Borrowed Future. Here's a dentist that I absolutely believe when he got into it, he was passionate about the work. He knew what he could do. But the weight of the debt was so bone-crushing that you don't even enjoy. You'll end up resenting the degree and the work you do because of the absolute hole that you are crawl, you have crawled into and it feels impossible to get out. Now, we can help you get out, and we helped that dentist, and we've helped a lot of people. But the point is, there's no need to rush into this $100,000 PhD. Don't rush. Save up. Get a grant. Uh, do what Dave said. You know, Maybe you get a company to fund it for you because they want your talent. There's a lot of ways to do this. Yeah, I just want you to think about why we're doing it, what we're getting for what we're paying. You know, everything else you do a value judgment on except education. And on education, it's like, anything! We'll pay anything! <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because it's important! <laughs> no, it's not. Not at some point. This is The Ramsey Show.
Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.